Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Avery. And I'm Shalom. And today we're going to talk about growing up. Adulthood. Yeah, but first of all, we have a special guest on today's episode. Yes, we do. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm my unique. She's our young adults pastor at the Highlands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, how old are you? How? Why are you? Why are you um, able to talk about growing up? Because <laughs> you guys told me to. No. I'm just no. <laughs> um, I am thirty. I just turned thirty a month ago, so I still sometimes say I'm twenty nine, but I just turned thirty. Okay. Yeah. We already talked about what you do, young adult pastor. Well, what else do you do besides being a young adults pastor? I create content online. Mm-hmm. I have an Instagram platform that I just have encouraging content online. Hashtag influencer. <laughs> we'll tag Hashtag. her down below. <laughs> yes, go follow her. Um, um, then how do you know us? I met you guys both, what, three years ago now? Yeah. yeah. And when I first started coming here, it was like the middle of COVID and you guys were doing youth like outside. Oh, that was that's horrible. What a time. Yeah, that was like yeah. my first time here and like that's when I met everyone. Yeah, she wow. started out as your youth leader and look where she is now. <laughs> started from the bottom over here. <laughs> we're at the bottom? Wow, <laughs> youth leader's at the bottom? <laughs> Anyways, um, let's just get right into it. Um, Okay, so our first topic is adulting. So, a question for both of you guys, because Shalom's also an adult. I am technically an adult. Yeah, Shalom's 18. She's in college. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> By law, I am an adult. <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> but yes. Anyways, so our first question is, what was the transition out of high school like for you guys? You <laughs> I feel like you should go first, because my answer is going to be way deeper and different. Oh, okay. do you mind? Okay. I'll go first. Just <laughs> Like, I'm, done with I'm a sophomore. I don't have any. I don't have anything to say. I would say it was really weird. I feel like people don't talk about it enough, cause it's like, oh, you graduated, and like, yeah, the whole structure thing is kind of gone for me. You have to like build your own schedule, and like you have to tell yourself what to do, kind yeah. of. So it was like really weird going from like being considered like still a kid to like, okay, figure it out, you yeah. know. And I feel like. There was also, like, a lot of pressure to, like, figure out your life. Even before senior year, like, junior year, it was just, like, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And then they just let you go, and you're uh-huh. like, okay. Now you need actual motivation to carry out your plans. Exactly. And you have to, like, pay for stuff. Like, <laughs> pay for stuff. Yes. It's, it's weird. It's just really weird. Like, I feel like I like it now, now that I'm, like, adjusted. Yeah. But, like, right afterwards, I was, like, like, when I got home from graduation, I was, like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was just weird. That's what I would say. My unique. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone is, like, really prepared for what happens once you graduate. Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I took, I think, two months off, and I went straight into college. Like, I wasted zero time yeah. because I didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, and especially, like, after you graduate, you lose, like, a good chunk of your friends. And mm-hmm. so... I went straight into college, and then it was, yeah, it was, like, figuring out life. Like, my mom told me I had to pay my own phone bill, which was, like, a weird flex. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean pay for it? Like, I don't even know how to get a job. I had a job. I worked for my mom, but, like, mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? And then, like, as I got older, she kept making me pay for more and more stuff yeah. on my own. And, like, 
that's a that's a struggle when you're not taught how to like budget in yeah. school and like how to like do taxes. Like I I probably still don't even know how to do my taxes. Thank God for like friends that are in that because yes. like I yeah. don't know what to do. But I don't think you're even like slightly prepared for like what happens when you actually graduate. Because like for what. I would, not even four years, because you're in a schedule even in middle school, but it's like for the last eight years of your life, you yeah. have a schedule of like waking up, getting mm-hmm. ready, going to school, homework, sometimes sports if you're doing sports or extracurricular, and then you do it all over again. So yeah. that's yeah. all you know for eight years, and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden it's like, okay, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's really crazy. And it's like, in high school, okay, I'm not saying I didn't learn anything, <laughs> but I really feel like, especially the end of senior year was just partying, not partying, like, you know what I mean. Shalom's like, version of partying, you yes, guys know. Yes, my version of partying, just like playing games in class, and like, yeah. and then we go from playing games in class to like, okay, have fun at college, mm-hmm. bye, and then I'm in college, I'm like, oh, this is a lot of work, <laughs> okay, so it's just like a whole different load on you, yeah. you just work, and it's like studying like I have to actually study mm-hmm. like really study so, so yeah. when did you guys actually realize you were becoming or like you turned into an adult like what was that transformation like I feel like the funny thing is I think I realized I was getting older when I saw other people getting older if you know what I mean yeah I like my friends like oh I have a job I'm like you have a what <laughs> You know, what? And then, no, even you and, like, other people your age, when you're like, oh, I'm going to get my permit. I'm like, you're what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, about? everyone right now, the big thing is driving. Yeah. And it's so weird to me, knowing you guys yeah. for a long time. I'm like, wait, if they're starting to drive, that means I'm getting older. You know? Yeah. So it's just me looking at other people. And then also, yeah, me driving everything. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, though. Yeah. Kind of doing my own thing. But, yeah, just other people... Like going up freaked me out. Yeah. Like, oh, I need especially actually. your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I got my license after I graduated, so everyone was not everyone, but a good amount of my class was driving already. So I was just like, Yeah, I don't yeah. drive yet, but I was okay with it. I was fine. Yeah. I'm glad because you do it the right way. <laughs> I I start. Okay, this is horrible, and your dad and Amy should forgive me, but oh. I started driving when I was like. 12 years old we might have to bleep this out (laughs) the reason i ended up having to get my license was because i got pulled over and i was like 14 years old and i didn't have any kind of like permit or anything luckily the guy was nice enough and just like made me go to driving school um to get my license but i also had to do like the classes and everything so to our majority of listeners that are under 18 yes um don't don't listen to that don't do that <laughs> don't do that please <laughs> we're not um telling not you to endorse that no. yeah uh please go to driving school and everything yeah 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. recommend that's the other thing everyone was super young but i'm like i don't trust y'all on the road like, <laughs> like oh i have my license but i'm like i would never get in the car with you though. yeah stay so, off the road yeah please <laughs> stay off the road i think when i realized i started like adulting is when like not that life was childish, but, like, childish things no longer entertained me, if yeah. that makes sense. And so it was, like, I started having to step more into, like, adulthood when it was, like, having more responsibilities, doing more, like, to take care of myself and not depending on, like, my mom to do it all the time. It was, like, that's when I started to realize, like, okay, I'm not a little kid anymore. But I think also just, like, the response of people because, like, I grew up in a big family and, like, I'm the middle child of, like, nine. And so it's, like, 
it's a weird flex being in the middle. And mm-hmm. so I had to get to this point where like I had to keep telling my siblings like I'm not a little kid anymore. You mm-hmm. know, like you can't keep treating me like a kid. Like I, I'm an adult. And so I think for me it was like realizing I was stepping more into that to like okay I can make my own decisions now. Like I know how to care for myself, mm-hmm. how to care for others. And it just got to the point where I had to be like, well, I'm not a kid. I still yeah. watch High School Musical, but outside of that, that like, I'm not. I'm I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that kind of stuff is like nostalgia. Like, how can you not watch it? It's so like comforting. I think, especially when you're going through all these changes. <laughs> like, let me just put on my Disney movie because this is too much. Um. So for you, Monique, what do you think is the hardest part about adulting? Keeping friendships. I'm oh being wow. Um, because every, like, again, in high school and, like, just in school in general, I feel like you're so used to conversating with your friends all the time and, like, you have classwork, so it's like, oh, let's, like, go over notes or study together, mm -hmm. but when you become an adult and you're, like, in full-time work and stuff and then, like, your friends move away for college, it's, like, keeping up with those relationships are by far for me the hardest thing to, like, actually have friends, Mm -hmm. so, because it's, like, I work a lot when I go home, I'm tired, like, I probably don't want to talk to anyone, but it's, like, you have to maintain some level of, like, communication to keep friends sometimes, and so for me, it's just that balance of, like, friend life and Mm. adult life. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm realizing that more, because, like, even (laughs) with my best friend, like, I'll feel it when I haven't seen her in a while. I'm, like, something feels off, and I'm, like, oh, my (laughs) gosh, I haven't hung out with her, because she's working, I'm working, we both have school, Yeah. and I just, like, oh, it's just, it's not the best. I think I agree with that. I think also just like the exhaustion. Like I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm already a homebody, but I'm like I actually want to stay home even more than I yeah. do because I'm like oh, I'm all over the place. So I think that's just the hardest part. Just being tired all the time for yeah. no reason. But yeah. If you're tired and you feel like Shlom did, go back to our last <laughs> episode and listen to Give It a Rest. Exactly. They, that episode was very important because yeah. I actually did rest after that. Yeah. Um, next question. What or who has helped you become the adult you are today? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, first is it's like God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I'm not going to say I got plunged into adulthood. So a year after, no, I... I was 17, I was 17 going on 18 when I lost my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that plunged me more into adulthood. Um, I was 17 and then a couple of months later I turned 18. So that's when I was like, oh, I'm an, I'm an adult. And so I, in that season, I learned how to like really cling to the Lord, mm-hmm. which is like where I'm at now um, because of like my relationship with the Lord really just kind of grew out of that. And so um god my mom i'm really close to my mom and i am a big believer in like mentors Mm -hmm. and like having people in my life that can kind of snatch me when i need to (laughs) and so uh throughout my whole adult life i've always had um one specific female um or like woman in my life that has that's outside of my mom that has helped me um grow in that season of my life so it just really depends because like the first person to like really take that on was like my youth pastor at the time. Um, after she moved away, it was my pastor's daughter and like here I have it. So it's like, I, I always had a woman in my life that has just, just one. I mean, I have plenty, but there's always been one that has just like pushed me to being a better person. Oh, 
I forgot to put my thing on Do Not Disturb. It was really popular. So popular. Mm, it was my dad. It was literally my dad. Like, never mind. Anyways, uh, for me, I think it's pretty much the same. Like, honestly, God and then my mom, and then my dad too, and like my family, <laughs> like everyone. But my sister, though, I will give her a shout out because she's my older sister, right? And in the past, I was like, she's so bossy, she's so annoying. But looking back, I'm like, bro, she kept me up. Yeah. Right. I was annoying. Thinking back, I was a really annoying person. And I remember watching videos, I'm like, oh, I was bothering her, huh? Like, I, and she still, like, you know, took care of me because my mom was working at the time. And then Faustine was helping me get ready for school and everything. I'm like, man. So, shout, shout out, out Faustine. to Faustine. She <laughs> ruined. I feel like I have not talked about her on this podcast at all. Do you guys know that Fa- Faustine is Shalom's sister? Like, it's been, like, what, four episodes? We did five. No. Five. This five is our six. This is our six one. Does I'm your podcast s- listeners even know that you guys have siblings? I, I, oh my gosh, I don't no, know. they don't. They, they don't. don't know. We really talk about ourselves. Yeah. So maybe the next time, like, I interview you guys, so your podcasters can yeah. get to know you. That's true. That's tr- we we, we might need that. The first episode, we talked a little bit about ourselves, yeah. but not, not really. Um. Yeah, but <laughs> we both have siblings. Maybe we'll do a sibling episode then. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, now we're going to move on to a very key subject. This okay. is your area. My area. Young adults. Ooh. Jazz hands Jazz is what Shalom's doing. So, <clears throat> this one, okay. kind of like right off the bat. Kind okay. Of like, oof. But why do you think a lot of young adults are leaving the church? Capital C church. Capital C church. In general. I think that we live in a time and generation where people, like, we're all in this, like, self-love movement and like there's just so many different movements that exist in our generation and I think one of those things that comes with that is like I do what I want and nobody tells me anything Mm. um so I've had a lot of conversations with different young adults whether they be locally here in California or like because of my platform I'm able to talk to people across the world and so um I gather a lot of church hurt for from young adults that they've been hurt in the past and then Something that I believe is actually bigger than that is the denial to have accountability in our lives. Because I think when we are actively serving in church or like involved in some sort of ministry capacity, there is always a leader above you that holds you accountable. It's mm-hmm. their job, you know? And I think as young adults, we don't like when people hold us accountable for the things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go do everything, like, the Bible says not to do. And if I'm not in a church, like, nobody's going to be like, hey, my unique, like, Let's, let's talk about these decisions you're making, you know what I want? And it, like, you know, it's like, I do what I want. And so I think that, yes, there is church hurt, but I think there's a difference between church hurt as what young adults define it as and a person in the church hurt me. Uh-huh. Like, there's a big difference. People are using this casual term of, like, church hurt, and I don't believe the capital C church hurt. I think someone in a church, a local church, hurt you, but there is a big difference. And so mm. people use that as a, well, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm going to leave the local church. And I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Because, yes, like, I think people also forget that the body of Christ is so, like, we're a bunch of broken people yeah. just trying to strive after Jesus. And so I think when we keep that in our minds of, like, there is no perfect pastor, no perfect church, no perfect leader, um, then we would actually be better at using that term mm-hmm. and then even if we corrected our terminology of like 
well, there was a person in a church that actually like really hurt me and then separate the hurt from, well, was it accountability and correction or was it offense? Like, I just think that young adults use that term so like rapid now. Yeah. And it plays a big part as to why they don't want to come back to a church or like, or even find a good church because there are good churches out there. That's true. I mean, it's crazy. Like you're saying this and it's like, I literally was reading in Romans the other day and I probably, I should have really done this with me, but like, it was like this verse, like specific, like specifically that, like, oh, someone in the church or like someone in, you know, in the church hurts you and like, don't be taking it outside of the church and like, just talking about it yeah. with people who are unbelievers. And I was like, this is, that happens all the time. Cause then, like you say, like, even like people who aren't believers, like, oh, the church is so da 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 da. It's because other people are taking it outside and like saying all these things instead of like working out the problem yeah. inside of the church. Yeah. So, and, yeah. It, and it comes back down again to like accountability because it's like, as believers, we know, I think it's Matthew 18 or either 15. But there's a scripture in Matthew where it says if someone in like another believer has offended you, like you go talk to that person. Yeah. You sit down with them. And if that doesn't work, then you get a, like a pastor. They use different terms in the mm-hmm. Bible. But it's like you get someone and you talk about it and you resolve it. But like you said, it's like people are taking it outside and they start gossiping about mm-hmm. things and even just spreading lies. And so um, the biblical way to go about it is the way that the Bible actually says. Exactly. Which we will get more into that. <laughs> Um, what's something that we can do to, like, change that, the young adults leaving the church and everything? I think more young adults should have conversations with leaders. Mm-hmm. I think that, and, I, and I'm guilty of it, too, so I'm not, like, I, I have been hurt by people in the church. Um, there are things that people don't even know about, but, um, I've been guilty of, like, going to, like, my friends and, and instead of, like, sitting down with a person and actually just talking about it and then leaving it there you know mm-hmm. i think so many times like we carry so much things that we weren't meant to carry like mm-hmm. even when it comes down to like forgiving people it's like okay if you forgive someone forgive them move on but mm-hmm. so many times we're like oh yeah i forgive them and then like when we see them it's like you know we're making like a face or like <laughs> or we're rolling our eyes or something like that like we yeah. it's like very visible that we weren't we were not really walking in the forgiveness that we're saying so I think it really just comes down to having conversations um, with the people or like even like sit down with your pastor, explain where you're at, ask them if they have resources that can help. But if we're just like gossiping online or like posting our feelings and throwing out these subs (laughs) online, it's not going to resolve anything. It's not going to resolve anything. The only thing that can be resolved is if we actually, and it comes with being an adult Mm -hmm. of like, hey, can we actually sit down and talk about this? Yeah. Or like you hurt my feelings when you did x y and z i think just more conversations real conversations not like sugarcoating it or like mm-hmm. anything like that but having real conversations about where we're at with leaders um who care about us that can actually just help us instead of holding all of these like things inside of our heart yeah that's so true um i have a proverb for this yes <laughs> i was just looking through it um so i'm i'm just going to read it a it goes with it. Okay, okay. Proverbs twenty twenty two says, "Don't say I will avenge this evil. Wait on the Lord, and He will rescue you." So, in taking this into our podcast, instead of avenging evil, we're gonna avenge gossip. Ah. So instead of going around and gossiping with your friends, then just take it to the Lord immediately. Yeah. And He will rescue you. Mhm. I feel like that's. 
That's such a big thing, I feel like. Because, yeah, we're adults, but we still be doing that, like, high school stuff. Yeah. You know? With the gossiping and the uh, drama. Which I really wish wasn't a thing, but it's kind of hard to avoid when you have a bunch of young people in one place. So. But I think there are things, like you said, talking to leaders and being, like, honest instead of, like, whisper, whisper to the yeah. side and everything. That's very important that we work on changing that. Um, what would you say the challenges of being a young adult um, in ministry are? Like a young adult working in ministry? Yeah, just anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I smiled because I thought about it. Um, I, am, I am learning how to submit to leaders. Like, right. that's really... Again, because, like, and again, I think it comes from, like, my background. So I started working at the age of seven. My mom opened her own um, store here locally. And so I've always been in the business world, and my mom has been my boss my whole life. And so coming to a church where there are so many different leaders um, and learning how to submit to each one of them without, like, I, I sometimes am sassy, <laughs> like, just, just a little bit. Um, and so it's, like, having to submit, because, like, there are things that, like, my pastors will tell me and like, I don't get it. I'm like, no, that's dumb. Why, why are you telling me that? Like, why are we doing this? Or something like I just, sometimes my mouth runs faster than my feet. <laughs> and so, um, it takes me a while, but then like a couple months later, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was actually a really good decision. So it's like, I speak very fast. So I'm learning how to, one of the hardest things, like as a young leader in a church is actually submission of like my leaders and my pastors, like everyone here on staff, like they love me and they only want the best for me. Yeah. And so sometimes that's hard for me to believe. And mm-hmm. I get in I get in that young adult like mindset of like, I'll do what I want. But you can't really do that when you have like a staff that snatches you real quick. Like, <laughs> I am silly here sometimes, but best believe that there are so many people that snatch me real quick. And like, I'm emotional sometimes. So like, I'll go in a corner and cry. And I'm like, okay, I'll never do that again. Like, I, think, I think there was like one time where someone on staff was like visibly disappointed. And I don't want to say names because I'm not like that. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there's one time on staff where I did something really stupid. And there was a like a staff person that was really disappointed in that decision. And that look terrified me. And it's like scarred in my brain. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, like I just like I'm like learning that like submission to mm-hmm. my leaders and being teachable as a young person mm-hmm. matters so much when you're serving in ministry yeah. because there are a lot of young great leaders who are so gifted and so talented but they're not teachable and I remember being on staff and there was like an incident that like in my mind was so much bigger than probably what it was <laughs> and I called a friend of mine because I was like I don't know what to do about this woman on staff and she's pissing me off but she really wasn't she's great and I love her but like I remember calling my friend and she was like my unique like you've only been on staff for like three months. Like, are you going to be teachable in this moment or are you really just going to quit already? And I was like, three months in? Like, bro, <laughs> like, that's like yeah. shorter than Kim Kardashian's marriage. Oh! Like, <laughs> it was like literally like, oh my gosh. And when she said that, like from that moment on, I was like, I have to be teachable as a young adult. I do not know it all. I can't keep pretending I know it all. I have to be able to ask for help and be just like submitting under these people mm-hmm. who know the Lord, who love the Lord, and only want the best for, like, his church. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're serving in, like, a church, your actions don't only affect yourself. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the church hurt, it can, like, affect other people and hurt them. Mm-hmm. So you just want to be careful on, like, what you're doing. That's so true. Think about others instead of yourself always. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. It really comes <laughs> down to thinking about other people. Yeah. Um, another question about... Um, young adults. What's your favorite part about being a young adults pastor? 
people. I'm like, I, I, it's like so cliche and like that's the Christian thing you say. But like, it's true. I think like being able to to listen to stories and figure like young adult ministry is so crucial to the to the church, just yeah. like the capital C church, because it's that age where we're stepping into adulthood. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? It's like with youth ministry and like kids. So I did youth ministry for like six years, but it's like their parents drove them to church. Young adults, you're now making the decision of, like, mm-hmm. do I want to go to church? Do I want the Lord in my life? And so I just believe it's such a crucial age. And, like, thankfully, our church does have a young adult ministry. Um, but you can't say that for a lot of churches. Yeah. And so you have a lot of young adults walking around, like, what's my purpose in life? What am I doing in life? And yeah. because of that, they can actually end up really sad and depressed because they don't have that direction. Mm-hmm. As a church who has young adult ministry, like, we can point young adults to Jesus. And so being able to listen to them, hear their stories, figure out where they're at in life and just be like, you know what? We're all journeying together. You yeah. know, like we're going to be the, like, I'm, we're adults, but like we'll be the other adults, the other kind <laughs> yeah. of adults. You yeah. know? Oh, oh my gosh. That scares me sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes I think about like, who is Pastor Jeremy and Amy like going to pass the church down to in like, years from <laughs> yeah. now? Like they're more like adults that come yeah. after that. It's crazy. It's like it keeps going. We're <laughs> <laughs> next. There's more generations. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like honestly so thankful for our young adults group because I feel like I'd be so not that I would leave the church because like I'm you know that's not me but like. I feel like I'd be so lost, like even more lost yeah. than I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so thankful because it's like, we just have like small groups and we just talk and it's just such a beautiful thing to like talk about the Bible with other people your age. Yeah. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I love the adults up there in the main service and everything. It's And I would go, obviously, mm-hmm. if we had no young adults, but like, I'm so happy we yeah. do have young adults. You still need to like mingle with people your mm-hmm. age. Yeah. yeah. Because like, most of the adults up there have kids, and you know, they're all You're not older. in the same stage of life like, as Like, those them. are my parents. <laughs> my, parents <laughs> my parents go to the main service. Yeah. And I do sometimes, too. Well, like, yeah. I'm just very grateful that we have It's different people. when you have friends that, like, or a community around you that, like, like they're going through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I love our staff with everything in my heart, but, like, 90% of them are married. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's, like, a flex for me because, like, I'm not married and I'm, like, a single person on staff. I was talking about this with Miss Lydia last night because I was like, why do we always have to do spouse dinners? Why can't we just call it a dinner? You know, like, because <laughs> I'm not married and, like, sometimes, like, that's a struggle yeah. in my mind of, like, sometimes I just want to go out with people but not have it be, like, a couple thing. You know? <laughs> like, can we just have a friend group? And so, yeah. like, with young adult ministry, it's, like, we're not married. <laughs> like, we're still None figuring it out. So it's like, let's go hang out. Yeah. And there's like no pressure of oh, like no. these weird titles that get thrown around. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, these are my people. Yeah. And then half of the life groups are like married life. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no. Or like the mom one. Like my mom goes to the mom. Life yeah. Group, like the like, women's one. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, but there's Very something different. for everyone mm-hmm. in the local yeah. church. Like, That's true. Get connected with a life group. Get connected in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So moving on to our final topic. Yes. We labeled this one as encouragement. So our first question is if you could go back in time, um, this is for both of you guys, actually. Yeah, okay. If okay. you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self to prepare you for adulthood? Hmm. Um. If you could pick one thing or two things. I probably should have thought about this more because I was like, oh, I know, but no. Because um, I think I feel like it changes every day. Oh. Because I, like, I learned something So what's your day. one today? Today? <laughs> today? Oh, my gosh. 
I would say stop focusing on like the people that you keep trying to impress because you don't even talk to those people anymore. <laughs> so I would say that. And I would also say um, focus on God even more. Like, press, like I know you already, you know, you go to church, great. Yeah. But do it more. Do more, yeah. do more, do more. Because that's where everything stems from. Like your relationship yeah. with God affects your other relationships, affects how your your health and everything, like your emotional health. When you're in tune with God, like he helps you with those things. Yeah. So I would say just be with Jesus more. You can always do more. You can always be with him more. So yeah. I think I would say along the same, um, that your relationship with the Lord, how you build that now, like as a like in in high school you don't think about it because it's like I have the rest of my life yeah but you never know when life is gonna hit you mm. and so I again would have to like second that of like make sure you have a foundation that's built upon the Lord yeah. because when life happens like you won't shake and the reason I say that is because when I graduated high school I knew who the Lord was I was raised in the church but I didn't have a relationship with the Lord mm. and then I lost my brother and mm. then it was like everything in my world fell apart and instead of having that strength in the Lord I started doubting God and I started like why would you let this happen and da-da-da? and yeah. I look back at it now and I'm like man if I would have had the faith to know that suffering is a part of the Christian life mm-hmm. I would have handled that season so much better mm-hmm. and so that's why I think even to that I just love um young adults and like the church because my brother was 18 at the time mm-hmm. I think and it was a really just like rough season but if there's one thing that got me through that season, it was actually clinging to the Lord. But I thought it would be would have been so much better had I focused on that in high school mm-hmm. and like building that relationship, getting involved with like because I had like zero friends, like mm-hmm. having friends from church and like yeah. that really can uplift you, uplift you in the Word of God. Like those things matter when yeah. you step into adulthood. Like they will literally carry the course of your life. And so find community. Find, like, your relationship with the Lord and get rid of any insecurities Mm. that you have in high school. Like, if I would have focused on being confident in the Lord, I probably would have been, like, better off instead Mm -hmm. of worrying about what the mean girls are (laughs) doing to me. You know what I mean? And, like, what they thought of me. Like, care about what God thinks about you. Care about the things that actually matter because everything else is, like, a chasing in the wind. (laughs) Love Ecclesiastes. Um, Yeah, I would... Like you were saying, it's kind of, okay, this kind of goes with the next question, though, but it's okay. You can just um, say the next, next question right. if you want. <laughs> so, it's like, do you have any advice for Christian young adults slash, oh, I said us, me and Avery, because you know a lot more than we do. So, <laughs> um, but I, it's funny, <laughs> maybe a little bit more than we do, but um, when you were saying, like, oh, you think you have all the time in the world, for me, it was kind of opposite, because, okay, like, not, it's not depressing, because it was like, I was, okay. <laughs> Let me make sense. <laughs> so, in my mind, I didn't see, like, I could not visualize my life past high school, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, like I said, when I graduated, I was like, wait, I'm still here? Like, I really thought I was just going to disappear. I don't know why. It's like the Y2K thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I legit thought life was over. I was like, okay, I did the thing. Like, I graduated. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Lord, we can go now because... Lord, we can go. I, I didn't... I graduated high school. That's, like, the big thing. So, but then I was like, I'm still here. Oh, okay. What am I supposed to do? So, I think for myself, like, advice for other people who may be thinking like me, like, ah, what do I do? 
I feel like really leaning on God, like, where you are now, like you were saying, because that will prepare you for the unknown. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't do anything about the future. I've learned that many times. The future you cannot control. But when you're, like, with God, like, you have such peace about what's going to happen. So I really was like, it's okay. We're still here. We're going (laughs) to do whatever we're supposed to do right now. So, (laughs) yeah, just leaning on God where you are right now. Don't be waiting, like, till, oh, when I'm 18 or when I'm, no. Because that really isn't guaranteed. And I think a lot of kids and youth think that way. It's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, follow God when I'm, like, an adult. I'm like, guys, (laughs) it will make a world of difference if you start your relationship with Jesus now instead of pushing it off. Because it's a really big change going from youth to young adult because I could feel it. Like, I was in there when I was, like, a senior, and I was like, mm. She would come, like, once every, every three months. Just For like, real. Let's see what this is. Because, no, remember, like, I, I never came to game night, and, like, I was, like, I would go, and then sometimes I'd just be like, I'm feeling old. Like, I feel, <laughs> I feel it. And so, yeah. like, can I be a leader? <laughs> can I be a leader now? Because I just feel like I need a help. I always feel like... yeah. Mm, you know so it's like start the relationship now because the transition is gonna be weird so you need god to get through the transition so that's what i would say and you truly live your best life when when god is a part of it yeah like Mm -hmm. i once heard someone say if you ever think a life with jesus is boring then like you're kidding yourself like have you read the bible yeah (laughs) jonah was inside of a whole world (laughs) you know what i mean and then like Paul was like literally like wrote most of the New Testament yeah. and like all of these crazy things and it's like this is what happens when we say yes to following Jesus like he makes like fishers of men like one day you're fishing for like actual fish which is probably disgusting I've never thought but <laughs> but then you're like changing the world and yeah. making disciples like I like being a part of like the online influencer world or whatever you guys want to call it um I have met people that like I used to, like, envy them because they're so young and so passionate. Like, I know, like, 16-year-olds preaching out stadiums. Like, all for the glory of the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, at 16, I was, like, insecure. I was, like, (laughs) playing basketball. And, like, I I was the the kid in church who never raised her hands for worship. But now Mm -hmm. I, like, cry whenever a worship song starts. You know what I mean? Like, I was that kid. I I refused to talk to anyone in my youth group. Like, I don't, I can't tell you a single person in my youth group that wasn't my siblings Mm -hmm. because I didn't pay zero attention to them but like Mm -hmm. I look at all these like 16 year olds and like even like you're not on TikTok but there's a lot of incredible like young influencers like taking over TikTok and Instagram with like the gospel and it's like you're so young Mm -hmm. like what the heck (laughs) but but that's what happens when we say you know what God I want your will and your plans for my life and we step into that no matter what age we are like that's what the Bible tells us it's what first Timothy 4 12 do not let anyone look down Uh, God, I wrote that down. <laughs> That's like yeah, Shalom's verse. Yeah, yeah like just because you're young doesn't you don't have to wait to begin mm-hmm. like your life with the Lord. Like, yeah, be the kid that stands up. Be the kid that does the impossible because God is going to do impossible things in your life. Yeah. I think that if I would have took it more serious in high school, my ministry career would actually have been further preset mm-hmm. until waiting until tragedy happened and struck in my right. life to like really get serious yeah. about the Lord. That's good. You yeah, you said my verse. That's okay. That's okay. fine. Well, I I have a proverb to leave in. you guys with. Share the I feel like I meant to weave this in somewhere where it actually fit, but I'm just gonna leave <laughs> you guys okay. with with this. Um, Proverbs two, six says, "For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding." That's perfect. Do it that way. You will advice. 
So yeah. You get your wisdom from the Lord. Yeah. Johnny and God and Johnny and you. Mm-hmm. She knows her word. <laughs> she's like, let me just. I wonder who her dad is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I meant God. Oh. <laughs> I was oh. like, wait, what? <laughs> All right. Uh, um. Anyways, um, yes. That concludes our episode, I think. <laughs> um, if you, you guys know the drill. You already know. If you have any podcast suggestions or questions or comments or just want to talk, email us at shalomandavery at gmail.com. Yep. Or you can DM us. We'll also link my unique's Instagram down below. She's cool, I guess. Yeah, don't DM her. Don't bother her. Unless you really just want like to. Just like her posts. Just yeah. comment, repost, tag. Yeah, share. DM them to DM me. (laughs) You guys gotta go through my agents now. Please, not your agents. You guys, you guys know the drill. We love you guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks.